0: Welcome to 5x5crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of 5 crypto developments in about 5 minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go! Hey y'all, it's August already. Kinda crazy. I'm absolutely loving the Olympics, I really admire the passion, the determination and resilience these athletes are displaying to win the gold medal. Pretty awesome. I particularly enjoyed seeing Philippines and Bermuda win their very first gold medals ever. What a thrill that must have been. And it got me thinking, it's also been a thrilling week in crypto as well, as we've seen the price of Bitcoin rebound to $42,000. Recently, I appeared on the Citizens of Blockchain podcast. I got to share my come-to-crypto story. I also discussed growing up in crypto in Nigeria versus the US, Bitcoin mining, energy, banking, and more. I really enjoyed the conversation. Please check it out, here's a link. Now, side note is, it's really weird watching yourself on video, but I was struck by how similar my brother and I are. Like. We don't look anything alike in person, but boy, do we have similar mannerisms and speech patterns. I guess we're twins. Let's go into the news. Number one, 200 million crypto users. Research by crypto.com finds there are now more than 200 million crypto users worldwide, and it took only five months to double from around 100 million in January. What's interesting is that Bitcoin's dominance has eroded from 67% back in January to about 51% in June. And what's been interesting is seeing the surge of other cryptocurrencies. Now I think what's happening is investors are looking beyond the blue chips of Bitcoin and Ethereum and are diving into the likes of Cardano, Polkadot, Solana and many others. Let's not also forget the impact of Elon Musk and Dogecoin. Now the chart below indicates that the big price surge the big surge in the number of crypto users occurred in May, that's after the bulk of the Bitcoin bull, uh, bull run. So it's really odd. And I would have expected more users would have jumped on board during the midst of the you know, Bitcoin price increase. Anyway, if this data from crypto.com is actually true, that this means that a number of users caught a falling knife. That is, they were buying in as the price of Bitcoin was kind of going down, like a local, you know, a local minimum. And so the big question is this. Will they have the conviction to hold, to huddle? Time will tell. Number two, happy sixth birthday, Ethereum. Happy birthday to you. There aren't many six-year-olds that are worth over $300 billion. What a run for Ethereum. Last month, 20,000 validators staked their Ethereum in anticipation of the move from proof-of-work to proof-of-stake. This means that Ethereum has over 200,000 validators, representing about 5% of the Ethereum supply, and they're all earning about 6% yield. Not bad. Ethereum continues to be the main blockchain upon which DeFi applications are being built. However, it's been plagued with high fees and, frankly, increasing competition. So the ETH 2.0 upgrade is expected to ease some of these issues. Let's see, time will tell. Number three, Uniswap going mainstream. Look, there's one thing I've learned and it's this, the internet never forgets. A new video from the ETH CC conference was deleted last week. Of course, folks on the internet have it stored elsewhere, but in it, Uniswap's growth lead talks about plans to partner with fintechs like PayPal, and Stripe, and E-Trade to provide DeFi to the masses. This is really exciting. Now the video was taken down at the request of Uniswap, they were concerned that the comments might be misunderstood and taken out of context. Essentially we find out that, hang on, they don't actually have any partnerships as of now, but they're thinking about it. Now. Just, I'll back up real quick. Uniswap is the largest decentralized exchange built on Ethereum and then marriage with the fintechs could enable mainstream users to have access to a much wider variety of assets. And it's 24, seven, 365 access and instant settlements. These are all wins for the everyman. I think this could be a good win if they make Uniswap available through fintechs. Now, number four. Wall Street is in and out of crypto startups. So big news for Paxos, they announced that Bank of America and Coinbase joined its recent Series D fundraise. Now Paxos has raised more than $540 million. Bank of America is not just an investor, they're also a customer of Paxos. And basically they joined Paxos blockchain stock settlement network And so now they're investing as well. That's really big vote of confidence from Bank of America. Now, it's not all good news though. So BlockFi, we talked about this last week. BlockFi has been faced with rising regulatory scrutiny and challenges from at least four states. Now the lead investor in BlockFi is reportedly developing cold feet and mulling, pulling away in the face of mounting legal and regulatory challenges. That's kind of worrisome. I'm a BlockFi user myself. Let's stay tuned on this story. Number five, US infrastructure bill targets crypto. The infrastructure bill was the centerpiece of President Biden's campaign. And Congress has been working on an ambitious proposal to build roads, railways, and other core infrastructure. But that's not all. Buried in the bill is language that could increase the tax reporting burden on crypto users. Now the verbiage is so broad and ambiguous that is open to interpretation and it could stifle adoption. Crypto industry groups are petitioning Congress to exercise restraint. President Biden is forcefully behind the infrastructure bill, and it remains, it remains to be seen if this additional language targeting crypto will stand in the bill's final version. Now, time to explore. This week I wanted to highlight two things for you to explore. Let's go. Number one, fractional NFT ownership. NFTs are still having a moment. The artist you recall, Beeple, sold an NFT for $69 million. We talked about this previously. Now, since then, NFT art has continued to pose significant appreciation. The market continues to grow. However, iconic pieces are often out of reach for, of entry-level collectors like me. Enter fractional art. Now, this platform enables fractional ownership of the world's most sought-after NFTs, for example, Beeple's Elon piece. Now, fractional unlocks liquidity, reduces entry costs, and allows synergy with other DeFi primitives. Look, I've been thinking about adding art to my investment portfolio, and I think the fractional model actually exists for NFTs, as well as the conventional analog art using something like Masterworks. Check it out. Number two, more on retirement. So last week I invited you to check out Choice, which enables you to invest tax advantage retirement dollars into Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. This week, Choice announced that they are partnering with my friends at Compass Mining to enable users to purchase mines using retirement dollars. I think this is a great idea. I expect Compass will expand the program to other retirement account providers. Now, caution. One of my friends wrote back in reply in response to last week's episode to share his experience of choice. key takeaway, it wasn't pleasant. He found the process to be a bit clunky and manual. He ended up closing his account and going with KeyKeeper IRA. Now, solutions like KeyKeeper IRA might be particularly attractive if you really value holding your own keys. To be clear, You know, he tried out Choice when it was earlier on, so perhaps now uh, Choice products and user experience has improved, but just a word of caution over there. Thanks for reading. Let me know what's on your mind. Have an awesome August. Bye for now.